Good evening, everyone, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Steigman, and with me, as always, is my best pal, Noelle Schmidt. That's right. We host a show called High Spirits in which we drink alcohol and we talk about ghosts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are listening to this program, you probably know that we are sponsored by alcohol companies uh, to keep us lively as we talk about spirits. Noelle, who are you drinking? Well, Jay, I was inspired by um, your episode about Turin. So tonight I'm drinking an Italian wine, Nero uh, Duovola, I can never pronounce that right, from Sicily called Sapore Locale. Hey. I'm showing you the bottle because you're not with me. It's gorgioso. Mm-hmm, thank you. Looks I good. I got some wine delivery in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it- Ladies and gentlemen, I am drinking Coors Light, brought to you by the makers of Coors Light from the beautiful Colorado mountains of Coors. Uh, it is a uh, light beer that tastes an awful lot like um, uh, chicken noodle soup, chicken noodle soup, but beer. Oh, that's so disappointing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean, it, it's like the equivalent of like Campbell's soup, right? Campbell's chicken noodle soup. I mean, I suppose. I like chicken noodle soup and I like beer. So to me, it sounded okay. delightful. Oh, okay. Okay. That's good. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be speaking so ill of our sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they brought a big truck to my uh, bunker and here I am. It is the only thing that I have. I can't believe how many cases of beer are just stacked up around you. <laughs> it's pretty, it's, it's amazing. They're very like, like uh, the sport. Yeah. Uh, you guys can't see it, but Noel can see it. Uh, it is a very high-class stacking of beer cans. It's as if a fraternity house uh, was better designed. You actually created, like, some turrets, too. That's pretty cool. So you can, I like, did. battle other beer drinkers. Yeah, you can see. Bird. You can probably see in the back a minaret of uh, Coors Light. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Excellent. Honestly, it's just a stack. Yeah, it's a stack of six, but I like to call it a minaret because minaret. I have an education I'm not using. <laughs> I just, what a word. You don't hear that one often. No, well. That's good. That's nice. Uh, what's new? Well, I am uh, deeply lonely and uh, living my life in quarantine. What's new with you? Uh, yeah, That about sums it up, yes. Um, I, uh, do have a family that I live with, but I've been hiding from them. <laughs> it's better for all of us. Sure. Sure. Well, you look good. I like, oh, yeah, I, I like that your, your hair has grown out to, to a really beautiful length. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's actually like past my knees now. So, um, who knew hair could grow so fast during a month? Right, uh, I've cut my nails like twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's we were talking earlier about how um, not that much time has elapsed yet. It feels like it's been years. Yeah. Also, I should add an asterisk to that. I, I don't know if they're growing my my nails. This is based on the idea of keratin, like our hair and our nails. I don't know right. if they're growing faster if I just have more time to notice or I see them grow in real time. <laughs> <laughs> that's how time's passing for you just sitting there watching your nails sure yeah it's better than watching uh 90% of what's on Netflix that is very very true I actually started re-watching the Sopranos oh and um 
I uh, haven't watched it since I don't even know how long it's been probably like since it's been off the air. Um, And so I'm on the first season and it's like, I've never seen it before. I'm like, everything's new to me again and it's awesome. And I still enjoy it so much. That's amazing. How's the Edie Falco? She's just wonderful. I love her. National treasure. She really is. She's great. So it's been fun. I forgot how awful his mother is. Um, but I'm so yeah. amused by that actress. Mm-hmm. Anyway, should we talk some ghost stuff? God, I would love to. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. So I thought I'd continue on uh, with my nautical theme um, from <laughs> last time and uh, talk about diving uh, deep with uh, Davy Jones' locker. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Davy Jones's Jones. Um, so. It, dictionary.com describes it as the bottom of the, sp- the sea, especially regarded as the grave of those that drowned at sea. So despite what people may think, it's a metaphor for um, people basically just drowning and dying at the bottom of the sea, which we also know that we float. So um, there's that part too. Do we know that from Stephen King's It? We know we float? That's right. That's right. Also... Have you seen, you haven't seen any of it yet. No, right. There's, no. there's no plan on the horizon. So feel free to spoil. Uh, no, I'll just say part two is kind of a bummer, but we were expecting that. A bummer in that it's sad or a bummer in that it's not good. It's not great, but that happened with the original one too. And if you read the book, um, the ending I think is really difficult to translate to film. And they keep trying to do it, and it doesn't work. Hmm. Um, I don't want to spoil not even it. With, not even with the Skarsgård? Uh, oh, with the Skarsgård as the, the, yeah, the clown. Um, no, he's great. He's great. It's just more like the concept of, of what's happening to this town and why these kids are disappearing and dying. Um, there's, like, the book goes into really really great detail as to like the history of it all and what it all is and where it probably came from and it's hard to really bring that all into a movie because it's a lot and they would kind of like skim over it and it just doesn't work anywho um davy jones's locker uh so sailors use the phrase to denote the afterlife of seafarers or even objects including ships that uh destined to be rested at the bottom of the ocean. So this is a, a favorite spot of James Cameron to take with his underwater machine that he rides in. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's called. So let's talk about uh, who Davy Jones was and where um, he was the in the monkeys, right? From. He was from the monkeys and he the started this whole thing. Yeah, he owns the sea. Um <laughs> R.I.P. Davy Jones. British mop topper Davy Jones. I love the monkeys and I love love Davy Jones. Um, So Davy Jones was first referenced in the 18th century. Um, It was an earlier reference that sailors used to um, describe uh, the devil or the evil god of the seas. Um, It's possible that 
he was actually a real pirate named David Jones. Um, this pirate was a pirate captain who sailed his ship across the Indian Ocean in the 1630s. But a lot of historians reject that idea because this guy just wasn't popular enough to, one, take over the sea, and two, be known to other sailors to, like, be referenced this way. Dude, so shady. Like, historians are like, who? Yeah, David Jones what? (laughs) So, not, probably not him. Okay. Um, Some others believe that he was a publican who ran a British pub. Um, The, uh, they say the avatar of him would um, make his customers drink and then he would imprison them in his locker in like the basement of the pub. Yeah. And then he would sell them off to ship owners as slaves. Cool. And so when his, um, when his pub went bankrupt, he decided to become a pirate. And as a pirate, he stole a ship. He would steal a ship and sail it across the Atlantic and then capture other ships and their crews. He would decapitate most of the crew um, and then keep the others locked aboard the ship while he sank the vessel. Wow. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's terrible. It's yeah, terrible, but yeah, but it's, it's like terrible and devastating, but it, but it fills, it checks all my boxes of, uh, mayhem and murder. Yeah. So it's, um, it's, I, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's probably the most relevant. Um, others believe that, uh, it might've come from a man named Duffer Jones. Um, who he was in Guns and Roses, right? Yes. Yes. No longer. they kicked him out oh duff poor duff um he often fell into the sea from his ship i have no idea what that means that was like and i tried to find often it means more than thrice i know but like was he kind of like a joker and he would just kind of fall in because it was funny or was he clumsy like was he not a very good captain like he they'd be swabbing the deck and he'd just like and slip out like over the I don't know boat words um I want to I want to I want to believe it's all three and also Noelle you just did an extraordinary version of falling off a ship (laughs) I've said it once I've said it twice your object work thank you it's so good yeah I think it's because I fall so often I'm just really good at it yeah it looks like you're rowing and falling as you do this it's nice (laughs) because I'm on a boat so I don't know who this guy was. I couldn't find anything about him other than that maybe he was Davy Jones. He is Davy Jones. And he fell off his ship often. Um, some say that it's in reference to Jonah from the Bible. You remember that guy? I do. He was swallowed by a whale and lived in it for yeah. days. Um, there's another story about Jonah, a lesser known story that God punished him and made him the devil of the seas after which his crew killed him. Nice. Yeah. Why is it lesser known? It should be much more popular. I know. Right. I think that's just like a sailor story. Uh, Sailor stories. Hashtag Um, sailor story. Uh, in the Welsh community, Davy Jones refers to the patron Saint, Saint Davis, whom they believe is saving them from the harsh nature of the ocean. Um, 
St. Davis only protects good sailors and um, immoral seafarers would be sent to Davy Jones locker. Damn. Also, who needs protection if you're a good sailor? That's a really good question. <laughs> I mean, it could be, you, you, sometimes you just don't know when those like gale force winds are headed your way. Sure. Yeah. Gale. Yeah. She's coming gale. away. And you oh. get one and you get one and you get a typhoon. Gale. What's that? What's that George Clooney movie? Uh, a Perfect Storm. Remember that? A Perfect Storm. Starring yeah. Oprah Winfrey and Gail King. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. As the ocean and its waves. Um, <laughs> by Maya Angelou, a lesser known poem. <laughs> um, uh, some suggest that Davy Jones came from the name Duppy, which was um, a malevolent ghost in the West Indies. Ooh. So um, in the 17th and 18th centuries um, in the West Indies, the, the locals believed that Duppy came up at night to haunt people. Yeah, their villages and just kind of like mess with them. Um, so um, Davy Jones is still like very prevalent in um, sailors superstitions and like just kind of in their like regular lives. Uh, so they not so much anymore, but like in the past, sailors wouldn't discuss the stories, um, but they would still pay homage to him, especially during their celebrations when they pass the um, equator- equatorial line. So when they do that, they actually have like seamen have this big celebration, um, which is kind of cool where like when they're pa- crossing the line, they all become equal except for one group that are called the shellbacks, which are like the sons of Neptune. So they're kind of like treated as royalty. And um, as the vessel crosses the line, they like, they'll dress up and wear like these paper crowns and like they do this like goofy like ceremonial ceremonial thing on these big boats um that's amazing that there was that much pageantry on a boat in the 1700s but this still happens still do it yeah like naval officers will still do this when they pass the equator paper hats and all yeah there there are photos online of them doing it and while they do it one of them plays the role of davy jones um, and he is like reenacted and because another theory is that Davy Jones was the first assist- assistant to Neptune. Neptune is the Roman God of the sea, like the equivalent of, of Poseidon. So, nice. um, which I know, you know, as you're nodding your head at me, but, uh, um, <laughs> so Davy Jones takes on that role. So there's always one guy who plays, um, him and as they do this, like kind of goofy little ceremony, it's kind of fun. Very cool. Um, and it explains the uh, antiquated sea shanty. Daydream believer and a homecoming queen. Yeah. I love they that. used to sing that at sea. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, uh, I miss those guys. I think, aren't they, like, Peter Tork's, like, the only one still alive, I think. Is he? Yeah, Mickey Dolan's passed away. That's going to have to take it up, yeah. And the other one, oh, I don't know. He's like the, he's like the other night brother from New Kids on the Block. Sure. Yeah. Okay. He was the smart one on the show. Or the oh. cat. Was the drum? Was he the drummer? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. 
Um, here's some lingo if you are gonna go on a big um, aircraft carrier, or some kind of naval boat. Um, Soon, I plan on signing up once we're done with COVID-19. Right, as soon as you get on a, your, your next cruise, you can use some of this lingo. Um, to be sent to Davy's Locker means to die at sea. To awaken Davy Jones means to cause a storm. To see you to Davy Jones means to threaten to kill someone. Um, I might I might use that soon. Yeah. Um, which and and for us that means we're just gonna walk over to the lake. Um, I don't think it's quite the same. What? I'm just kidding. It's a joke. You and me are gonna walk in the lake? No, no, no. We're not gonna walk in the lake. We shouldn't go outside. Um, no. I know. I, I didn't say. I thought. I thought you meant we were gonna like like do the uh, outdated early 1900s lady suicide where we just put rocks in our pockets. <laughs> <laughs> That's my lingo. Hey, you want to put a rock in your pocket and go to Lake Mish? <laughs> there, there. Nope, I don't. No. Sure for there's Lake Michigan. There's a movie. Um, oh, and it's with uh, one of the women from The Walking Dead. Um, it's called the boy and it's about this doll that she has put in charge of babysitting. And in the movie, the people who have like the parents, um, are like going on vacation and she's supposed to like stay with this doll and like be the housekeeper while they're gone. And this is like a modern day movie. And that's actually, and they commit joint suicide doing that. They rock in the park. They rocked in the park. No. Rocked in the park. That's really hard to say. Yeah, Maybe no. it's this this Sicilian wine. Um, okay, what else? To be in Davy's grip means to be close to death or frightened. Hmm. Um, so Davy Jones has it's like a sex thing to be in Davy's grip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're blushing online. <laughs> I can't believe you'd say that. Um, but yeah, I like well, it a lot. I can. I can. I totally can. Yeah, I'm a perfect. Uh, so Davy Jones has often been associated with the Flying Dutchman. Are you familiar with that? I am. There's a wonderful Tori Amos song called Flying Dutchman. <laughs> of course there is. Yeah. Um, it's very haunting, I'm sure. Yes. Oh, the song or the ship? Both. Both. Yes, because her music always kind of has that like ominous kind of like haunting sound to it, I feel like. I'm it does. Kinda, yeah. Except for her version of Daydream Believer. Yeah, that's right. It's raucous as fuck. So I, of course, don't like it. Of course. I'm so sorry. Her one departure. And I'm like, no. Not today, Tori. So the Flying Dutchman is a legendary ghost ship that can never make port and is doomed to sail the ocean forever. Now, both the the Flying Dutchman and Davy Jones were made popular again and or like brought back into pop culture through um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Thank you, Disney. And also SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, So (laughs) I'm a fan of both. Uh, so in the Pirates of the Caribbean, Davy Jones is actually the captain of the Flying Dutchman. Obviously, we have no historical proof that either exists or that either is true. But no, Pirates of the Caribbean, he's got octopus face, right? 
He does have octopus pa- face because I I don't remember the backstory. I think they were drowned and they all like developed like like some of the guys have barnacles on their face and they've all become like kind of like sea ghosts or they have like uh, assimilated to the sea. I don't know. <laughs> so literate. Um, so uh, the Flying Dutchman was likely to have originated in the 17th century from the Dutch East India Company. There were sightings reported of it in the 19th and 20th centuries. Witnesses reported seeing a ship with a ghostly light. Um, it's believed that when you see the ship, it's a portent of doom. Uh, probably the one of the most well-known sightings was by one Prince George of Wales, the future King he the George V. He he the, he's the one who knew Jeffrey Epstein? Um, no, no, that's Andrew, I believe, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I think descended from... Yeah. Um, uh, so King George was on a three-year voyage during his late adolescence in 1880. Um, that's when you're always like with a really clear head when you're in your adolescence. And so sure, um, 18 at yeah. sea. That's, yeah. that's when people do the right thing. <laughs> right. He was with his older brother, Prince Albert Victor of Wales, and their tutor, John Neil Dalton. Um, they temporarily shipped into the HMS Inconstant, a terrible name, um, after their their rudder was damaged. Um, and so uh, in the Prince's log, um, he reported the following, this is the quote. Um, and they were, they were off the coast of Australia in the Bass Strait between Melbourne and Melbourne, and Sydney, I'm not going to say that right. So he says, on July 11th at 4 a.m., the Flying Dutchman crossed our bows. A straight red light, as of a plat. I'm sorry, as of a phantom ship in a glow, in the midst of which light the masts, spars, and sails of a brig 200 yards distant, stood out in strong relief as she came up on the port bow, where also the officer of the watch from the bridge clearly saw her as did the quarterback midshipman. This is very detailed. Who was sent forward at once to be the forecastle, but on arriving there was no vestige nor any sign whatever of any material ship was to be seen either near or right away to the horizon. The night being clear and the sea calm. 13 persons altogether saw her. At 10.45 a.m., the ordinary seaman who had this morning reported the Flying Dutchman fell from the foretop mast cross trees onto the top gallant forecastle, was smashed to atoms. Ooh, atoms. Atoms. Um, more than likely, uh, the Flying Dutchman is actually a mirage at sea, or what they call a Fata Morgana. Um, which also means mirage. So it's like, you know, you've got all this ocean in front of you and your brain tricks you into seeing something that's not really there. That's cool. But yeah, it is pretty cool. Um, it's kind of like they kind of justify it as like, um, depending on the way like the moon or the sun is hitting the water, it can kind of create like this, this image or the shadow and just your brain is like kind of, yeah, what so did you call it? Fata Morgana? Fata Morgana. 
Fata Morgana. Yeah. Like F-A-T-A Morgana? Yeah, F-A-T-A. That is cool. I'd never heard that before. Sounds like Um, fate of the morning. It does, which is also, I think, a Carpenter's song. What? There's got to be a fade in the morning. No, that's that's not Carpenter's. There's a song called The Morning After. And it's not about the film. (laughs) I don't I don't I don't know the Carpenters. Um, It's from the Poseidon Adventure though, so we're getting close, we're getting back to the sea. Ah, oh, nice. morning after. Do you remember that? Yeah, who sings that? I don't know. Uh, Shelly Winters was amazing in the Poseidon Adventure. I love the Poseidon Adventure. So good. Dude, when she swims, I won't I won't spoil it, but man. <laughs> Please don't spoil that 50-year-old movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, the uh, Davy Jones's locker has been mentioned in countless pieces of literature over the years. Um, I'm going to touch on just a few. So um, the first known work that mentions it um, in a negative sense was in Daniel Defoe's Four Years Voyage of Captain George Roberts in 1726. Um, In 1751, it's mentioned in The Adventures of Peregrine Pickle by Tobias Smollett. Um, (laughs) Excuse me, The Adventures of Peregrine Peregrine, Peregrine Pickle by Tobias Smollett? That's correct. Cool. I just discovered my stage name and my play. <laughs> <laughs> the rendering, and we'll post this picture, the rendering from this book of the scene that Davy Jones is referenced in is incredible. It's so good. Um, because in the book, uh, Davy Jones is an evil spirit that comes in various shapes. Um And so the rendering is uh, Jones has saucer eyes and is described as a real devil. He has three rows of teeth, horns, and, oh, it just says horn. And because I made made sure that that was indeed correct. It says horn and a tail with blue smoke coming out of its, not out of his nostrils. And in the, the rendering, it's just kind of like this boxy shadowy kind of devil thing with really big round eyes. Um, which it's it's pretty amusing, and of course the man in the the picture is just recoiling. Um, so we'll post that. Uh, Davy Jones's locker was so the first reference of the locker was found in the Navy Chronicle in 1803, um, and then throughout the 19th century. So like obviously shipping was becoming a bigger industry in during that time. Um, so. Davy Jones and his locker appeared in numerous naval adventures um, or adventure stories as well. Um, He also appeared in Washington Irving's adventure of the black fisherman in 1824 in um, bringing this guy back, Edgar Allan Poe's King Pest in 1825. Well, let's take a a moment to celebrate Washington Irving, uh, the writer of the headless horseman, and also Rip Van Winkle. Yes. And so it makes perfect sense over there that uh, on the Easty coast, uh, the Edgar Allan Poe is getting some uh, Davy Jones action. Yeah, it makes so yeah, because because Washington Irving, I think, was um, in upstate New York. Uh, yes. And Edgar Allan Poe was in Baltimore. Baltimore. So they were both near like port cities as well. So yeah. it makes total sense that these tales would get over to them. Yeah, because Washington um, Irving on the Hudson and yeah yeah exactly 
Um, of course, most popularly, um, Herman Melville, who just fun fact for you. Um, my brother did an ancestry.com a few years ago and he's like, we may be related to Herman Melville. No way. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Um, in his, in his book, his little book called Moby Dick, maybe you've heard of it. I've heard Um, of it. I've never read it. I have. It's, it's your face indicates it's not great, but you're not speaking words. It's, it's epic, but it's (laughs) a lot. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, um, naval terms and it's a lot it's it's kind of like reading Bram Stoker's Dracula where um it can be a little dry at times so only good when the vampires come yeah so it's only good like when the when the whale is around kind of oh okay I thought there were literal vampires in Moby Dick oh oh no no there was that scene where they're attacked by vampire bats but that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, Page two hundred eighteen. Stick around. Yeah. Uh, it's also mentioned in Charles Dickens' Bleak House, and in, of course, Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. So, like, Davy Jones was like, a, and these all these books were written um, and released in the nineteenth century. So, like, he was a very formidable part of this time of the year or this time of, of history, which is really really interesting. And I think a lot of it has to do with the simple fact that um, we were shipping so much stuff back and importing and exporting and everything was coming on a boat. Um, now, as I we've referenced a couple of times, um, Davy Jones is also very popular in pop culture, especially in the last like 20 years. Um, so, of course, the most popular of Davy Jones is indeed Davy Jones from the Monkees. Little David Jones. So little. Um, so little. And then, of course, um, like I mentioned in SpongeBob SquarePants, where they do a little twist on the David Jones locker, where the locker is a literal locker um, that's filled with smelly gym so- socks and meant to torture people and is operated by the actual David Jones from the Monkees. Aha. Uh-huh. And then David Jones, the pirate, is an, a character on the show that is in ghost form that lives under the sea. What a, what a weird show. What a weird show indeed. It, it's appealed to kids. I will never understand. Uh, I only I know it from that. the leftovers from the book, the leftovers by Tom Parada. And That's there's good. a woman who watches it very sadly because of her mm-hmm. son. And then mm-hmm. she has like an existential crisis when she realizes She's been mourning him for for quite some time that he probably, if he had lived, would not, or if she knew where he was or if he had lived, she would not, he would not be into SpongeBob. Oh, interesting. Remember that part of the book? I, I never saw it on HBO. I just, I read um, the book. I didn't read the book. I only watched the show. And that was not part of the show. Yeah. It was a very um, sad I part of the book. read the book. I feel like I might like that more. I liked the show, but there, it left me feeling very um very unsatisfied or unsatisfied like because there's no cathartic ending to it no you would think in quarantine that i'd be interested more in television uh and film and i've actually because remember before i was just like a a reader and now i'm like oh i'll just catch up on the leftovers but i still haven't i've like we were talking about before i've been having a hard time 
uh, like, of course, we've all watched Tiger King, but um, <laughs> other than that, like, I've had a hard time getting into anything new. Because yeah. uh, I, I, I feel, I don't know what it is. There's got to be something psychological about it, which is why I've, like, gone back to The Sopranos and something that I know. Sure. And I think it's maybe because it's familiar. Something to ask my therapist about. You can Skype her. Uh, years from now, when they are uh, trying to figure out what happened to the American psyche, they'll be studying high spirits and the uh, decline of Jay and Noel. <laughs> right. <laughs> from when we used to be people. Oh, God. Not just people in the machine. Um, and the final pop culture reference that I'm going to bring up is, of course, as we've discussed, the, the old Disney Pirates of the Caribbean where Davy Jones is portrayed by one of my favorites, Bill Nighy, um, and is the captain of the Flying Dutchman. If you'd like to learn more about Davy Jones, I strongly recommend checking out these websites, marineinsight.com and thevintagenews.com. Hey, cool. Yeah, so kind of fun. Very fun. Hey, Noel, thank you so much for sharing everything that you knew about Davy Jones's locker. I do love it. the idea of uh, a <clears throat> mass burial ground where sailors have uh, met their demise and where there might be like an evil overlord, uh, you know, lording over their souls. Gives me satisfaction. There's so much to the bottom or below the ocean that we don't know about and we still need to investigate. And I mean, James Cameron is doing part of the work there but it's true and so are so are our texts to one another as we continue to explore what we think the bottom of the ocean might be like (laughs) i wish this were fake (laughs) (laughs) oh my god boys and goys thank you so much for listening to this episode of high spirits uh noelle uh just to thank our sponsors one last time what are you drinking i am drinking sapore locale it's a nero Diavola from uh, Ros- Rosso Sicilia. I'm so sorry, Italy. I'm so sorry, Sicily. <laughs> Very sorry. Amazing. And I'm drinking Coors Light, brought to you by the makers of Coors Light. It Coors Light in my mouth. I'm so sorry, Coors Light. Uh, that this has been our very special episode of High Spirits live to you from quarantine. Our social distancing couldn't feel more distant. Uh, good night to everybody. Noel has one last gnarly thing to say to you. Sweet dreams. <laughs>